Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Inside podcast. I'm your host, Erin Maryhew, and I'm here to help you experience new levels of well-being, fulfillment, connection, and joy, all by unlocking the inner freedom to embody the truth of who you are. I want to explore with you how incredibly powerful it is to align your energy and listen to your intuition, and I hope I can demystify, normalize, and help you embrace all the dimensions of your humanness along the way. I'm so honored you're here, and I'm excited to be on this beautiful, ever-evolving journey with you toward a life that feels truly aligned inside. Here we go. Hello and welcome back. I'm so excited that you're here with me and honestly I have a big mix of emotions sitting down to record this episode. The primary emotion is excitement. I also have some nervousness, some vulnerability, some fear. Um, It feels a little bit like speaking into the void as I'm recording these initial episodes. Just really kind of trusting that you're out there, that you want to hear from me, that you want to listen And so I'm grounding into that. I'm grounding into the human who's on the other side of of this episode, who's tuning in with me. I'm just really grateful you're here. All right. So today I want to talk about everything that comes up when we start moving into alignment, whatever that looks like for us. Because every single journey is different and we're always, you know, on an, in a new chapter on our unfolding story of our lives. But there are some very predictable things that come up whenever we make the movement from what we acknowledge is out of alignment to moving toward what is in alignment. So whenever I sit down with a new client, I ask them to visualize, you know, just go ahead and close your eyes drop in with yourself, and time travel into the future, six months ahead, a year ahead, and connect with what do you want to be able to say has really shifted in your life as a result of our coaching? And this is such a beautiful question because, first of all, I've never had someone not be able to answer that. I think when we're really tuned in and we're honest with ourselves, in our heart of hearts, we really know what alignment feels like and looks like for us. We don't always know the path to get there, and that's where we get really hesitant and scared, and we kind of back away from even touching our desires. But it's such a powerful practice when we actually lean in and just check in with ourselves, what is it that I want to feel more aligned in my life? And almost every single time, it brings up emotion. People cry. And that's because I think we're really moved by what we desire. I think that what feels aligned to us is designed to register in our hearts as deeply beautiful. And it's natural that it moves us. It brings up feelings that show us this belongs to me. This is what my being is seeking. I always like to contextualize for my clients that what we're moving toward together in our coaching journey is not about eliminating fear or discomfort or pain or challenge. It's not about eliminating those facets of the human experience because I don't have the power to do that and neither do you. The human condition 
is really just about having to navigate these things. Fear, discomfort, pain, challenge. We're designed to grow and evolve. And life is always going to bring up the exact circumstances that are going to challenge us and push us. So moving into alignment is not about eliminating those aspects of the human experience. It's about drawing in the presence of what matters deeply to us. And those things are the things that bring us to tears. They're the things that when we visualize them, we breathe a little deeper. A smile comes across our face. Now, when we start mapping the journey from where people currently are to where they want to be, from misalignment to alignment, there are three fears that come up every single time. And I want to talk about them because... I think that just naming these fears helps normalize when they come up in our process and also gives us a little bit of skillfulness to work with them. So the first fear that comes up for every single person I've ever worked with, and myself included, is the fear of unknown happiness. The fear of unknown happiness. So I'm borrowing this term from Dr. Mario Martinez, and he talks about how our nervous systems are just wired to favor known misery over unknown happiness. In general, we as humans are designed to seek familiarity more than we seek novelty and things out of our comfort zone, things that are unfamiliar to us. So even if what is familiar to us is painful or promotes suffering, or doesn't feel aligned, we are more likely to stay in these patterns that keep us in this known misery because that feels safer to our nervous system than disrupting what is familiar and moving toward unknown happiness. Doesn't it feel like a relief just to sort of hear this said out loud? I know I feel relieved every time I presence this hurdle that we have to get over as we move toward more alignment. Oh, everything in me is going to try to keep the familiar in place. And so as I consciously move towards something that is unfamiliar, I'm going to need to expand and really learn to receive unknown happiness. And I'm going to have to remind myself over and over again that resistance is going to come up as I take that leap from known misery to unknown happiness. And it doesn't even have to be misery. Known boredom, known numbness, known stuckness, right? Whatever the known state is that we're more used to, that we're more habituated to, is going to be the thing that everything in us mobilizes to try to protect and keep in place. And so it's about moving toward unknown happiness. The second fear that comes up across the board is the fear of being imperfect. The fear of being imperfect. What if I do it wrong? Oh my goodness, what a trap this one is. Because ultimately, the only option in life is to be imperfect. We're going to screw it up and we're going to do amazing. And we're going to have everything in between because we're human. We're messy we're graceful, we're everything in between. So this fear of being imperfect is totally paralyzing. 
I don't want to make any misstep. I want to go on this journey toward more alignment, but I never want it to hurt. I never want to hurt anyone. I never want to be misunderstood. I never want to say or do the wrong thing. What a straitjacket. There's no aliveness in that. There's no movement. So one of the things I'm always really focusing on with my clients and with myself is like, when we take steps toward alignment, we have to give ourselves an abundant permission slip to be imperfect, to be messy, to screw it up, to make mistakes, to hurt people, to hurt ourselves, to have the experiences that are going to help us grow and evolve toward the new way. And in order to do that, we have to experiment. We have to let ourselves be imperfect. In fact, it's the only option. And the more that we try to stay in that realm of perfection and never making mistakes and never affecting people negatively and never doing anything wrong, the more and more frozen we become. It really is like a straitjacket. We have no movement there. There's no chance of growing and evolving. There's certainly no chance of greater alignment. The third fear, and this one really, I feel so tender toward this one, The fear that we are unworthy of our desires. The fear that we are unworthy of our desires. I think this is a really subterranean fear that is present for most of us about most of our desires. And I've just seen this manifest in so many different coaching sessions I've sat in that when we really get down to it and we explore, well, what is it that I desire? What does more alignment look like for me? Ultimately, one of the biggest obstacles is this feeling that I'm not really worthy of even having that desire, let alone receiving it. Almost all of us internalized this false story about worthiness, that worthiness is this commodity that we can have more of or less of. It's like money, right? Where we can earn it or spend it. Uh, It can be stolen from us or taken from us, and then we have to build it up again. And that is just not how worthiness works for human beings. Worthiness just is, and it is infinite. It is not quantifiable, and it's not conditional. It can't change. We can't have more or less worthiness. We come into this life worthy, and we leave this life worthy, and it doesn't change a single iota while we're here. The only thing that changes in our worthiness is our relationship to our worthiness. And that's the locust of control. That's the shift. How do I return to my worthiness? What has come up in the way of me seeing and feeling and connecting to my own worthiness? Where did I internalize some false notion about myself or others or life that keeps me blocked? from feeling my own worthiness, and that's where all the power is. There is so much that I could say about this topic. I mean, I lead an entire multi-month program called Already Worthy, where we really dive in and explore worthiness and all the facets of it. But what I'll say right now is that there's a really beautiful, simple coaching question I'll give you in just a moment here that helps us start to just gently shift this feeling of unworthiness that so many of us carry about our desires. So I'll be sharing that in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about how we build courage 
for these three fears because it's not like the path is just going to be, oh, I get rid of this fear. In my experience, as we move toward greater alignment, fear is going to keep coming up. And specifically, these three flavors of fear, the fear of unknown happiness, the fear of being imperfect, the fear of being unworthy of our desires, and it's going to keep showing up, you know, a rotating cycle, just going to keep coming up. So it's not about getting rid of these fears. It's about developing courage. The issue is never that I'm afraid. The issue is that I think I shouldn't ever be afraid when big change is coming, right? It's like, of course we're going to be afraid. Our nervous system is trying to protect us from the unknown all the time. We are just designed to be afraid of change. So the issue is never that fears are arising. The issue is that we think they shouldn't be. I want to tell you a story that really reminds me of some important lessons around courage. And it's powerful because there was learning on both sides of this story, not only what I experienced, but also what my husband experienced. So we were going skiing together for the first time. I think it was our first like overnight downhill skiing trip. And the context you need to have about my husband is that he is a retired professional free skier. So he has lived decades of his life being on the mountain, being in the snow, and specifically flying off of enormous jumps into the air and doing elaborate flips and then landing. This has been his joy zone. It's also been the place that he feels most free and most comfortable, probably in in most of his life. So what seems to me like a pretty challenging environment that, yeah, it's cool and it's fun and I, I enjoy being on the mountain. I love being in the snow. Like skiing itself is not a place where I have a ton of ease, especially not on more challenging runs. And I wouldn't consider myself a novice skier. I, you know, I have some experience, but I'm also nowhere close to his skill level. And so he has all of this unconscious competence at this art form of skiing. So we're going down this run, we've been having a really fun time, and then we get to this patch where there's a ton of moguls, you know, those giant bumps of snow that are just, honestly, they just seem kind of a nightmare to me to try to ski down because, you know, when it was a flat run, you can really make wide turns and you can control your speed, but when you get into the moguls, you really have to know what you're doing. You have to make tight turns. You have to be able to go at a particular speed and it's really easy to fall. And so we get to this area and Reed just starts going down the moguls, no problem. And I am paralyzed. I'm at the top of this area and I'm just like, I can't do it. And he's like, come on, Aaron, I know you can do it. And I'm like, I can't. And he's like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, which actually just makes me more afraid. And then I'm angry on top of that. Right. And so this is the point in the story where there's learning for both of us. So for him, when we unpacked this moment, he was like, of course, you don't need to be afraid because you're so capable. Right. But our fear almost has nothing to do with how capable we are. Those are two unrelated things. Every time a client sits in a session with me, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are capable of the change that they are seeking. I know that they are capable of embodying the desired states that they tell me they want. 
But that doesn't change that fears are going to come up and be loud and be paralyzing at times. So what I later told my husband as we processed through this situation was like, I don't need you to tell me to not be afraid. In fact, that's the opposite of what I need. I need you to tell me that it is okay to be afraid. And he really heard that. He really heard that. He's like, yeah, that okay, that totally makes sense. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yes, it's okay to be afraid. And he's like, what I want you to hear is that when I looked at you and I saw you up there and I knew you were capable of it, I knew that the only way that you were going to build your courage was by going down those moguls. I knew that as soon as you just let yourself dive in, as soon as your courage got bigger than your fear and you just gave it a try, that you would actually develop the confidence and the belief in yourself that I already had in you. And that's where I was like, yeah, you're right. That's totally valid. So we have both now employed these learnings. And when we get to a rough patch in our skiing and I get really afraid, Reed says to me, it's okay to be afraid. And I know that you've got this. And I take a deep breath and I remind myself that I can be afraid and that my courage can be bigger than my fear. And that the only way to develop the muscle of my courage is by taking risks that I am afraid of. That actually, the only way I'm going to get access to more courage and to all the things I desire is by taking risks that really scare me. By doing the things I am afraid of that are along the path toward more alignment. So this applies to you. It applies to all of us. When we're moving toward the thing we know belongs to us, the thing that makes us just choke up just thinking about how beautiful it is and how much we desire it, there's going to be fear. There's going to be fear along that path to unknown happiness. And we're going to have to work with that fear. And the first way we work with it is by allowing it to be there. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but again, just like me with the moguls, if we try to not be afraid of the things we're afraid of, we become more paralyzed. We really do. Because our fear doesn't want to be rejected. It just wants space. And if we just give it space to be part of our process, we get movement. We get more courage, actually. And also... We work with our fear by remembering that our fear doesn't have to disappear. Our courage just has to be bigger than our fear. And that the way that we gain access to more and more courage and belief in ourself and confidence and resilience is by doing the things we are afraid of. Doing the things that sit along that pathway toward our desires, toward more alignment. When we have the courage to take those risks, we get more courage. We get more proof of our capacity, of our worthiness, of our strength. Okay, so let's close with some coaching questions. I love a good coaching question, and I promised you one earlier in the episode, a coaching question specifically for your worthiness, but I actually want to give you a coaching question for each of those fears that I mentioned. The fear of moving toward unknown happiness, 
the fear of being imperfect along the way, and the fear of being unworthy of our desires. Okay, so for this first one, here's the question. What would happen if I valued unknown happiness more than known misery? And if the the term known misery doesn't resonate with you, you can swap it out. So it might be something like, what would happen if I valued unknown happiness more than what's familiar? So you can use whatever works for you there. But it's just kind of warming up your brain to this idea that perhaps valuing our unknown happiness is more important than valuing what is familiar. And we just get a little bit of breathing room, a little bit of space to explore. Now the second question, addressing the fear of being imperfect. If I didn't have to be perfect, what would I do? If I didn't have to be perfect, what would I do? Now, if this takes you straight into, ah, I don't know what I would do, and you're getting stuck there, maybe change it to, if I didn't have to be perfect, who would I be? If I didn't have to be perfect, how would I feel? So you can fill in that that second part of the question however you please. But the paradigm shift here is letting ourselves off the hook for having to be perfect. So if I didn't have to be perfect, dot, dot, dot. Now the third and final question, the fear of being unworthy of our desires. The coaching question is, if I believed I was worthy of my desires, how would I view this situation? We're trying it on. Let's just say, in some alternate reality, that I believed I was worthy of my desires. How would I view this? And you know what starts happening? Things start to click into place with a paradigm of worthiness. Suddenly we start to see, oh, well, if I was operating from worthiness, I would see this differently. I might take this action. I might see that this fear actually has to do with this pattern. And I would have context for that. And I would actually have more courage, right? So we start to see intuitive wisdom pop up from the paradigm of worthiness. I hope that these questions are questions that you can just sort of write down, stick them in your back pocket, metaphorically or literally, maybe it's in the notes section of your phone or um, in your journal, and just start to play with these questions. Start to live into these questions. When you sit and deeply connect with what it is that you desire, When you do that time travel meditation and you think six months out, 12 months out, and you connect with what being aligned inside would feel like and look like in your life, apply these questions. See what comes up. Remember that you and I and everyone are all going to have to face fears as we move toward more alignment and that there's nothing wrong with that. There's no issue with fears coming up. The only issue is when we think they shouldn't be coming up and we can make space for them and we can just grow our courage to be even just a little bit bigger than our fear and we can just take the action that we're afraid of and our courage will get even bigger and we'll grow and we'll learn and we'll be moving on that path toward more alignment, more truth, more authenticity And how sweet is that? Isn't that why we're here? 
All right. I'd love to know how this exploration goes for you. Please reach out to me. Let me know how all this is feeling and unfolding in your world. And I just hope that this supports you and it helps you have a little bit more courage to take those risks and to move toward what your heart is really seeking. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. It really means a lot. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with people in your life. And if you're loving what you're hearing, I would be so grateful if you gave the show a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss out. I'll be releasing a fresh new episode every week. Speaking of which, I've got some beautiful topics lined up, but I'd love to know what you are curious to hear me explore. Check the show notes for a link where you can send me your ideas and questions. You'll also find links to learn more about me and my work. Thanks again for being here, and I look forward to seeing you next time.